family, I'm so happy to announce the launch of my brand new premium podcast. It's called Ideas That Matter Plus. This is an exciting new development that we've been working on for some time. This after seeing a lot of you request coming through saying thank you for what we've done and wanting more. Ideas That Matter Plus is a more targeted podcast that focuses on business strategies and more high-level thinking to help highly ambitious entrepreneurs, SMEs, business owners and founders, even the CEOs of big business. It only costs 450 Rand per month and will be coming in, but I mean coming in hot. So, subscribe now to Ideas That Matter Plus, now available on Spotify or Apple Podcast Store. Sayonara. Okay, okay, so I'm feeling a bit better now. The nerves of episode one have like kind of worn out. I'm feeling a lot more stable, a lot calmer, but still I'm like, ah, podcast. I don't know. Thank you so much, by the way, for all of you that sent us your comments and thoughts from our first episode. They've really added thought and complexion to what it is I'm going to be sharing over the next few weeks. So this week, I wanted to share something with you guys that is a seminal part of work that I'm busy doing at the moment. At the moment, I'm busy studying these things called underdogs. Underdogs. You know what underdogs are? Underdogs are teams and organizations that constantly fly below the radar. And then when they emerge, like a whale or a submarine, everybody claimed they could see them coming. So, cast your mind back, if you will, just over five years ago. You had never heard of that social media app called TikTok. WhatsApp at the time was just beginning to gain some steam, and IG was beginning to get some decent numbers. And yet all of a sudden, it seemed certainly to me, over the space of a few months, this thing called TikTok just took over social media paradigm. And when it did do, everybody was like, well, I mean, we could see this coming. The format and the way that the information is shared, the way that the content is put together, that absolutely makes sense that this thing would take over. You know, that's the thing about underdogs, right, is they become logical truths. When they become the incumbent, everybody could claim that they saw them coming. But until they become the incumbent, nobody sees them coming. True story. About 10 years ago, I'm invited to meet this guy called Ivan Saltzman. He's the founder of a company called Dischem Pharmacies. And at the time, they had just opened their factory out in Midrand. In fact, it might be just less than 10 years ago. And he was having a meeting, as he does, with his management and executive team. And they'd asked me to come and speak and deliver a speech to his management and executive team. So I arrive at Diskem. I knew who Diskem was, of course. So I arrive at Diskem and I go and meet with Ivan and I spend some time and I chat to him and I understand a bit about his business and his philosophy. And what an incredible guy. Very calm, very measured, very temperant, right? He takes his time with things. He doesn't force himself into decisions. He's not aggressive. And I remember just sitting across him, and as a former retailer myself, I was blown away by how calm he was. He didn't allow himself to be swept up in the moment. Very calm, very deliberate, and with a great temperance. Years after that, Dischem became a public company, and it listed. And then all of a sudden, it drew the eyes of the full public people started paying attention to it. Why? Because it was a public company. But what don't you know? Dischem was started in the 1970s. 
single pharmacy out in Joburg. And so here's the question we must ask ourselves. How does Ivan and Lynette Saltzman start Dischem in Mondio in 1978? How did they put food on the table in 1982? Where were they when the Rubicon speech happened in 1985? How did they survive the political turmoil of 1988? What about the political violence of the early 1990s? You see, the point is this. Often wisdom and depth are bred and learned at a time when you're not out in the public. It was in those moments, those quiet still moments, all of those years when they were a nondescript small little pharmacy building from one corner to the next corner to the next corner. And so by the time they emerged as a dominant player in the pharmaceutical industry, everybody says they could see them coming, but the truth is nobody paid attention for the first 30 years of their existence. That's the truth about what it takes to be an underdog. And so the question I have for you is to ask yourself quite simply this. Are you an underdog? And if you are, how many hours are you willing to put in? How far back are you willing to sit back and just allow yourself the time and opportunity to gather experience and to earn your wisdom? We live in this really ostentatious era of social media, right, where you have to be seen and you have to be an overnight success. Tech startups are founded and a few years later sold for a couple of billions of dollars. And so the age-old wisdoms about how underdog businesses are built is lost somewhere in translation. I'm more attracted by the underdog, the old school, slow to build, hard to fault, very deliberate in strategy and approach. And there's so much that we can learn there. Three things in particular I'd like you to remember from this episode about underdogs. First, underdogs are not driven by public attention. They just want to get the work done and get it done well. And that work has got to be meaningful. And not only that, but it's got to be an amazing imprint of their capability and skill. So they're not driven by the glare of the media or the praise of their fellow man. They're driven more by making sure that the work they do is meaningful. So what are you driven by? Second, underdogs always take the long-term view. Yes, of course, you've got to achieve your short-term targets, especially for those of us in commerce and business. Make sure that you're hitting your month-end targets. That's very important. But even more important than that is, are you growing on a five-year trajectory? Where do you see yourself in the next three years? How are you moving, morphing, and shifting your industry and your game in the next 10 years? Take the long-term view. My friend always says, take the long-term view, but make the small actions every single day. So take the long-term view. And third, and this is a seminal part of how underdogs operate and how they built, have a singular culture of optimal truth. You know what that means? Underdog organizations don't lie to themselves about the world that they're in. They don't pretend that reality is what it is not. They're clear and accountable, if nobody else, to themselves. And so you have to have a culture of clarity and accountability in your own business as an entrepreneur, as a manager, and as a leader. One that enables you to understand how you can build an organization from nothing to something great. So that's what I wish for you. I wish you the spirit of the underdog, the ability to see the future better than you saw the past. This week's episode is quite short, but yeah, go out there and be an underdog. We hope that you've drawn valuable lessons from this week's podcast. To partner with us, 
visit mygrowthfund.co.za or email info at mygrowthfund.co.za